Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And this is the show where we watch the tutors and break down what really happened and the story behind the drama. So I'm Heather and I have another podcast called the Renaissance English History Podcast. And I thought it would be fun to go back and rewatch the tutors and actually look at what is fact and what is fiction. And I'm Jonathan and I am her husband. And I thought it would be fun to learn about a subject that my wife very much loves by... Mm-hmm. Um, going the easy way and watching a, a television show about it and, awesome. um, and and then we can make a podcast about it at the same time there so. you go killing two birds with one stone yep so you can learn more about us at watching the tutors and you, you can also or watching the tutors.com and you can also learn more about my other show at englandcast.com i'm coming up on 100 episodes wow right now i'm doing a series on the elizabethan foreign policy with the ottoman turks it's pretty awesome. It really is. There's a few things I've done a hundred times, which is <laughs> something sort of difficult that needs research and effort. There you go. So um, we are in season two, episode seven, I believe we are in. And this is, we're really starting to see everything fall apart more for Anne Boleyn. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen anymore because, I mean... Yeah, it's it's just everything that I've known up to this point seems to be completely collapsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know what's happening. I mean, you, you know, you've you've mentioned as we're watching, sort of this and that, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what's what's going to happen after this. Yep. Well, and, and so we'll jump right into it with yeah, our with standard our, disclaimer. Yeah. Um, or spoiler alert: We're, we're going to be talking about this episode, so if you have not seen it yet, you might want to watch it beforehand. And we are also going to mention things that are going to happen uh, past this episode. So um, you can cover your ears when we talk about that. (laughs) If you don't want to know that Anne loses her head. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So do you want to get into it and start asking me questions? Let's go for it. So we started off with the Valor Ecclesiastes. Valor Ecclesiastes. Yeah, that's... Oh, well, no, this was a book okay. about that Cromwell wrote, and this is looking more at the dissolution of the monasteries. So yes. this was all, this, the, all the notes of. Yeah, it was the survey of the finances of the Church of England and Wales and the English controlled par- parts of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And it was published in 1535. Well, Cromwell put it together in 1535. And it listed all of the assets that Henry could take and fill his coffers to make war with France. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and it was also, done by Cromwell and all of his commissioners. Was there also notes about like what was going on there? Or was it basically just an inventory? No, it was pretty much just an inventory. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. So I feel like in the show, they kind of led us to believe it was like, this is what was happening. Or Oh, well, no. I mean, it was just kind of an inventory and a state of the state okay. of the church the of, okay. as a whole. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. And how, was it a big book? Yeah, it was a big book. Okay. Um, let me see if I can find out how many pages it was. It was, I mean, it was every church in yeah, England and Wales and... Ireland. That's a lot. So, yeah. Well, my next see, my next question was based on that. Uh, just h- how much of it was true? Because in in the book they were talking about, oh, these are all the things they've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, um, I'm just looking here at the accuracy, and it says, you know, the cl- the commissioners did not have a reason to be partial to the clergy, and they really believed in what they were doing, so yeah. they would be more erring on the side of um, yeah, Henry. Side. But it says you can check the figures exact. Against the financial records from previous years, uh-huh. and they're shown to be broadly accurate, though on the low side, in some cases by about fifteen percent. And particularly in the north, there was a tendency to underestimate the value of some important assets, especially land and woodland with timber. And we talked about how the further you got away from London, the less support there was for the Reformation. Mm-hmm. So probably these commissioners in the north thought they would undervalue some of the weren't as assets. into it as the yeah. And if they made it seem like they had less money and less stuff, then Henry wouldn't be so quick to close them mm-hmm. if it seemed like there was less stuff. For pickings. Yeah. So it seems like in the north they went a little bit under, but in general it's it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um seems like a big task. That. Yeah. There's um there's a an author called CJ Sampson who writes historical fiction. I've seen him yeah, in books. Yeah. yeah. Um but he has uh, it's their murder mysteries set in Tudor England, but he has a book that's set with the disillusion. Uh, actually, a couple of his books deal with the disillusion, and it paints a really interesting picture of oh, who's the character. That's Matthew Shardlake. That's Matthew Shardlake. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love me some Matthew Shardlake. Yeah, I know. Yes, you do love. <laughs> you really love this Matthew Shardlake. I do. I do. All right. Um, and I just have this note. I don't, Sir Henry, the guy who is wants to see Madge, is that? Oh, Henry Norris, yes. Henry Nor- that, the whole situation's really uncomfortable. It really is, isn't like, it? Because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he comes in, and the king says, I can see her, and it's just it's just all weird because, like, she's, like, hooked up with the king, but, like, that guy, she, but, like, that guy doesn't know it, and then, like... Well, to be fair, he probably would have known it. Well, I mean, he probably would have get. But I, I'm just everyone knows it all. Like it's just really. I mean, one of the rewards for being the king's mistress was that she would get married off very handsomely to a, mm-hmm. a nice person. So he probably would have known. Yeah. But yes, it is very uncomfortable. But did Anne know? Yeah, Anne, because Anne like did the hookup. Oh yeah, she told. It's even now. It's even more uncomfortable. <laughs> this is all very strange. Yeah. The Tudor court was not a boring place to be. Oh, what? It's, oh, okay. You're bothered by that? No, my head just spinning. It's like yeah. It's like little girls like in 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 Tudor England dreamed to grow up to be the king's mistress because then they would, then they get a really good husband and, and if and they just bore like, him a son like Bessie Blount with um, Henry Fitzroy. Yeah. Then you're set for life. <laughs> I swear. So then Anne is, uh, you know, going off about how 
she wants them dead. Yes. Like, did she, was this like a thing with her? I mean, did she really want them dead? Do we know that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, like, were there letters or anything? There were, she made a lot of comments. And I do think when it talked about if Henry makes her regent, she could order their deaths. I I do think there was fear that that would happen. She really would. Like, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. But, um, you know, nobody can know her innermost thoughts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, she she didn't write it in a a diary that we found or something. But it is true that she made comments like that, and there was fear. There was fear for them. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, And did she, Anne, did Mm -hmm. Anne really go... Like she, like she's seeming to go mad. Like, did she really kind of go mad towards the end? Well, Do we know? Or? I mean, I, I think, I think this is probably a pretty accurate like, like, depiction of yeah. what was going on with her. Yeah. Just, just seeing the cur- like the like. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, you they the Boleyn faction made so many enemies on their way up. Yeah. And their power was tied only to the king's lust. For Anne, mm-hmm. it wasn't like they got there on their own. It yeah. wasn't like and, they and they had this big like swell of support behind them, right? Like they kind of stabbed everyone in the back all the way up, exactly. Like, up to the top. And it wasn't even like they became Henry's white right hand man like Woolsey did, and then mm-hmm. Woolsey could dis or like could disperse favors yeah. and stuff like that. Like they were there solely because yeah, like one string, exactly. Yeah. And so as soon as that started unraveling, there was nothing. Yeah, it's a bad scene. There was like, nobody. You have no, nothing else to offer. Yeah. Kind of. And Anne wasn't, she promised a son. She promised time and time again. And a son is not forthcoming. No, but she's pregnant. She is pregnant. Wink, wink. Well, yeah. Yeah. So the next thing we saw was like the monasteries. Okay. Um, and... You know, they, they got the announcement that they were going to be shut down, and then right. later we saw them kind of getting busted up and everything taken. Like, did did all the monas- monasteries in England like just get boarded up? Like, did all the like what kind oh. of in in general? I uh-huh. guess what was the, sort of the fate? You know, uh huh. In well, so monasteries? their land would largely be seized. Some of the people, uh, and they would be sort of torn down if if there was lumber or building materials to have Uh now, you know, certainly not everything. Westminster Abbey is still there. Um, You know, there's lots of cathedrals wouldn't have Mm -hmm. been torn down because they would have been reappropriated to be church of England. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of in England, there's a lot of these kind of ruins like Glastonbury. And, you know, you, you see these places all over in Whitby Abbey, all these places that had been, abbeys and they've just fell into ruin and like certain walls fell down because henry took the building material and Mm -hmm. and so the monks the head the head guys might be given a clerical job if they were willing to go along with the church of england um if they weren't and the the monks in general would some of them would be given pensions and actually the oldest monk 
died finally the oldest monk who was on a government pension died in 1607 yeah. like 70 years after his yeah. monastery was dissolved so he lived for a long time um so they were given pensions a lot of them had other skills you know they were teachers or physicians or something that they could do outside for women for nuns it was actually much harder because women couldn't ply a trade as it were mm-hmm. so there are stories of you know yeah. women having to go home and live with their families and if their families would take them there's actually some stories of like a wealthy abbess who invites everybody to come back to her house and they try and recreate their life in her family home. Yeah. Her family was yeah. Catholic sympathizers. And so they tried to, you know, recreate Just have a commune or whatever. Exactly. So the abbess invited anybody who wanted to come back to, to stay there. What's an abbess? The head lady, lady nun. Okay. Mother abbess or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, they kind of, try to get work where they could where they could and if they were agreeable to being to working within Henry's new church then they could probably they find, could put do him, that put him in a position or whatever right and if not they could try to do something in the secular world or they'd be given a pension if there was nothing else for them yeah yeah okay um and then next they had the little scene where they were eating dinner uh Henry and Anne um, oh yes and Anne seemed worried about the food because she's getting really paranoid about everything yeah and henry mentioned oh you know don't worry it's been test it's been tasted or tested or whatever like it just got me curious i was thinking that sounds like a really horrible job but then again it sounds like a really great job because they're not getting poisoned all the time so it's like you just get to eat like a king and until you, the day you get poisoned and you die. Right. But you also, you were probably right there next to the king because you wouldn't taste it down in the kitchens yeah, yeah, and then have it brought up because mm-hmm. that might. So you were, you were, it's like the groom of the stool, yeah. right? The person who's like right there while the king's yeah. going to the bathroom. So you're right there with the king. So you get to hear all the conversations. And even if you don't get mm-hmm. to talk to him, you get to hear everything yeah, yeah. that's going on. Um, and so it was, it, it was actually a, a pretty, decent job to have during that period and yeah until your face fell off because the soup was poisoned well you know the other thing so food tasters were also responsible for overseeing the preparation of the food a lot of times too because they would want to make sure that they weren't going to get poisoned so you know they could they their whole job was to be really diligent from start to finish about all of it about all of it so you're kind of like Kind of like kitchen managers or something. Yeah. And if, and they would also provide evidence if somebody did get sick, they mm-hmm. would provide evidence about that. And the other thing though was that it didn't always work because a lot of times there were like slow, slow acting poisons yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that, and they were right there with the, the cup bearer as well was the person who handled the wine and the poisoning of the wine and serving the wine and like the whole so they were just kind of overseeing the whole situation from the food side so there was a food person a drink person and a bathroom person yes yes was there any other person i mean not that he i know he had servants all over the place but were those those are like the bodily function people yeah 
And then he would have like his privy council. And actually, Woolsey made some changes. It's one of the things that made people not like Woolsey in the mid 1520s. He tried to say that there had to be limits to how many people could be around the king because the king had too many young men Voices like in around. His ears or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they would just be people whose that job would, it was to like entertain. That would piss. Yeah, that would piss some people off. Yeah. So Woolsey, like, come made, on, man, I got a really good job here. Yeah. So Woolsey made some changes to that, and made people angry. I'm the official. T- toenail cutter and it's like exactly you can do with one yeah fingernail and toenail cutter yes come on man yes all right woolsey we're getting we're we're gonna make we're gonna kill you just do you know that they still employ food tasters to this day and just looking through here apparently in 2009 President Obama made headlines when a food taster tested his food when he was visiting France. So, there you go. Next is Cromwell was having dinner with uh, that guy, uh, Cramner. 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 And his wife. That was sort of a funny scene with, you know, them talking and her in her box. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, but my question was like Cromwell. Uh huh. I know you weren't there, but do you do you think he was kind of like like braggy like that, like kind of you know all, like high and holy about oh I'm I'm just shutting stuff down right? I mean, do, I mean, do, do you think he took it seriously, or do you think it was just like yeah I'm I'm getting all those stupid. Well, I Catholic think it was churches. both. I think he saw this. I think he was really super proud of himself that he could both get the Catholic churches and do it in this. And like we said, Henry was never a Protestant. Mm-hmm. The only way Henry would have agreed to this mm-hmm. was if there was something really in it for him. And Cromwell mm-hmm. was a genius. Made, made something he found in it for something him. in yeah. it for Henry. Here's yeah. money. You know, if Cromwell would have gone to him with with theological arguments, Henry yeah. would have bested him and yeah. would have come up with every kind of reason why the monastery yeah. should still be there. Mm-hmm. But Cromwell said, you know, here, right. this is this These is what's in it for you. Money and yeah, and they're and, using it really horribly, and and he was, a, and it's your money. Yeah, and he was a genius for that, and so I think that you know he was probably he he was proud of what he was able to do, mm-hmm. and he did believe deeply that. You know, he, he should, that he was a Protestant and, um, you know, by all accounts, I don't know that there's ever a document where he said, I am a Protestant, but by all accounts, he was, he was a reformer and a Protestant and, um, and he figured out a way to do it. I think he'd be pretty proud of himself. I'd be pretty proud of myself too. And it lasted pretty well for him and until, until it didn't, until it didn't. Just like our girl's really happy until she's not. Yep. Do you think Anne, like this is sort of a, you know, like a bigger question. Do you think Anne could have stayed around if she had played things differently? Like if she had just not, if if, if she had, I don't know. Well, there's different. If she had acted different and if she had had a son. Well, uh, yes, if she had a son, but, but just if. I think if she had acted differently, if she hadn't gotten so secure like you saw she was then threatening well we get to it where she's threatening Cromwell and that's why Cromwell then turned against her because Cromwell truly felt like he was in in danger and um 
Yeah, and so if she would have cultivated her friends a little bit more, if she would have been a little bit more gracious with it, if yeah, she like, wouldn't like have helped people, so people given yeah. out some favors, so people owed her back instead of just threatening people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also not been like crazy with the king. I guess mm-hmm. is sort of how I how I mean it too. Yeah, like if she wouldn't have been so combative and just well, been yes sir and like let him have his affairs and and that's the thing too. We talked about. I think I mentioned at the very end they tried or they did keep her successfully away from him because they knew the power that she had over him. So the the people who were plotting her downfall mm-hmm. made sure that she didn't get to see him after mm-hmm. she was arrested and everything went down. Um, even though she begged to, because they knew that if she had she would see him, she would work her way back in and they needed to make sure that didn't happen and so you know he i i he was her great passion and her i see his, what you're saying so, so, so it's passion. almost like if, if if she wouldn't have sort of ostracized him like he he, he probably never could have given her up or no sort of yeah thing. i don't think so or like he didn't want to be around her so he couldn't have been like yeah hooked on her or whatever yeah exactly yeah she was like okay. a drug or something yeah um, um they had the dancing scene with Henry and Anne. Yes. Did Henry and Anne and or royalty in general, like, did they all know how to dance? Like, yes. Pretty good? Like, mm-hmm. Is that something they would, like, learn? At, uh-huh. Like, when they were young? Or? Yeah, and they would and they would practice, like, the, the queen would practice the steps with her ladies. And, um, you know, ladies learned how, ladies and men both learned their, their dances and knew the steps and whenever and a then foreign it dances or balls or whatever you called them, you, everybody knew you what to get do. To yeah. Dance with, with the boys. And, yeah, exactly. And, and if there was like, like, the, you know, the big thing when Catherine came from Spain, introducing all these Spanish dances to her ladies and, mm. you know, to England. So if there was a foreign person that could teach you new dances and stuff, that was always fun. And that yeah, fun. Yeah. You were showing me a YouTube video of, of that dance. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the Volta. Volta. Mm-hmm. Pretty hot dance, isn't it? Like, yeah, you can you can see the the hotness. I can see the hotness for mid fifteen hundred. I mean, it's no Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing, but you know, it's got something going for it. And apparently, we 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 didn't watch, but apparently, there was a big dancing commercial on the Super Bowl that we missed. Oh, with like two football players are dancing with each other to Dirty Dancing. Oh, wow. I should watch that. So we'll have to take a look. But um. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, did royalty know how to dance? Would the dance, would, would that scene that, so now that we know royalty mm. know how to dance, would that have like in any way taken place? I mean, not exactly as yes. that, but I mean, Where Henry and Anne would have just mm-hmm. like gotten up in front of like the whole mm-hmm. crowd and just done a little dance for everyone mm-hmm. and everyone would have then clapped and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Anne had, you know, the fact that they were in her her apartments, too, and not like in the big banqueting area, like that was like a little private Mm -hmm. party she was having. She would have dancing like that in her room. And it's just cool. Yeah. Like, I I just can't imagine like the Queen of England, like stopping everyone on the dance floor and being like, all right, here I come. I mean, even though she's a little old. So so use what's her son, Charles, Uh like Charles and Camilla, like, all right. We're all right, every, everyone clear the floor. <laughs> we're we're going to show y'all what we got in store. Like, yeah. I can't I can't see it, but that that would be. So then our poor uh, our poor dear sweet Catherine 
Ugh. Maybe my poor dear sweet Your Catherine. Your poor dear sweet Catherine. Was she really sick for a long yes, time? Yes, she was. She was on her deathbed for months. Like, it's for like forever. She, yeah. Anne's just like, when is she going to die? Exactly. They keep telling me how close to death she is. Yep. All right. Um, and I just want to make it clear. I'm not like crazy about Anne either. I don't really have a dog in this fight or yeah. a pony in this yeah. race. But I just... I don't see Catherine as this tragic, it's a great tragic story. Catherine knew exactly what she was doing, and she was a very. I think that takes away her agency to to, to make her like that. To be honest, to mm. put her into this like this um, pigeonhole of like the the tragic. Like she was a three dimensional woman who was intelligent and smart, and she knew what she was doing, and she made her choices, and she made her choices knowing full well what was going to happen, and she played it the way she played it. And I think that to try and put her, make her this stereotypical wronged woman, takes away from her her brilliance. You know, her, she her greatness. Yeah, she she played her role. Re- everybody admired how strong she was. You know, and and she played it, and she made a choice, and she knew she could have retired to an abbey and lived a great and. You know, the other thing is like there was precedent. It's not people say, "Oh, it was, you know, he wanted this divorce. It was so unusual." 25 years prior, the the king of France did the exact same thing and put his wife away in a nunnery. Henry needed a son. You know, she knew that as much as, like, she understands dynastic policies. She understood England enough to know the Wars of the Roses. Like, she knew what was going on. It would have been so easy for her to just say, fine, I'll take, you know, and to negotiate. I'm sure he even would have been willing to negotiate having Mary be, you know, right after son, even before daughter. Like, have the son first, and then have Mary, even before any daughter with Elizabeth. I'm sure Henry would have been agreeable to something like that. But, you know, she didn't want to do it. All right. So she wasn't this tragic, wronged woman. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. (laughs) All right. So then my next question is about the scene where they are destroying the monastery. Yes. And... I don't. I don't know who was talking to who, but they were saying, "Oh, they're they're, they're French mm-hmm. because Cromwell hired the the foreign, you know, mercenaries because the the, the English yeah. people couldn't destroy their own yeah. faith." Yeah. And we kind of looked it up. Yeah, we spent a lot of time trying to find this, and we couldn't really find anything that said. Well, we found one thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, the first thing is when you look at Huguenots in when you look at Huguenots in England, they don't really make much of an appearance until after Henry's reign, until Edward the sixth reign. And then there was an influx after that. So that's one thing that they don't really show up in the records. And and then when we were just looking to to see if we could find any evidence of Cromwell hiring foreign mercenaries, you know, mercenaries to, to tear down the churches. The, the only thing we could find is a mention of Cromwell hiring foreign mercenaries Yes, in a book called Had the Queen Lived? An Alternative History of Anne Boleyn, yeah. which was you know, written in 2011. It's historical it's, fiction. It's not... Yeah. Like, so, it, so it's yeah. not a... It's not a textbook yeah. or anything. And so possibly we're, we're not sure. Maybe, yeah, and maybe all he of, watched the Tudors and came up with that little tidbit. Yes. Um, all of the stuff that I've, and I just did a whole big series on the English Reformation and the Disillusion for my other show. Mm-hmm. I never read anything never, about it, foreign never, mercenaries. Yeah. 
And, you know, I think that if that had happened, the rebellions would have been so much more more than they, they have were like these foreign people like yeah. tearing our I mean you down. can imagine like there's people will obey the king's men mm-hmm. and these people who were sent the commissioners it's not like people like they didn't want to tear them they were getting money for it it was like yeah. a job for yeah. them you know and so like to say oh they weren't going to tear down their their heritage people the people who were sent there to do that they didn't care um they were probably protestants too and thought it was a good thing and so i I can't imagine if a whole wave of french people especially this is when england was at war with france off and on and you know they they hated and the amount of people they would have to have to make any impact to go around all the churches in england right and so if if there's suddenly this wave of french huguenots closing english churches I haven't read about it. I would have heard about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a silly question of how would, how would the world be different if Catherine would have had a son? And we kind of talked about it. We did. Yeah. Well, and we said there probably wouldn't have been a reformation in England um, because Henry wouldn't have felt a need. He was still, you know, as early as, or as late as the 1520s, early 1520s, when he wrote against Luther, he Mm -hmm. was the defender of the faith. So if she had had a son, he probably would have just stayed that course. It's possible he would have met Anne Boleyn and it's possible he might've still wanted to divorce Catherine or if Catherine wasn't, I know he would have just had an affair if there was a son and if she wouldn't give in to him as a mistress, Mm -hmm. You know, I he might have moved on. I don't know. Who knows? But if there was a son there, I don't think it would have gotten to yeah. the point. Yeah. And so then, because of that, then we, we wouldn't have had, um, if there was another son before from Catherine, we wouldn't have had the reign of Edward, Edward having been raised Protestant. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have had Elizabeth um, from Anne Boleyn. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been very different. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, and Catherine really was not allowed to see Mary before she died. Correct? No, she was okay. not. There were years that she yeah. wasn't, yeah, like three or four years. Yeah. And millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I was so confused. Like, Anne got so upset with Cromwell... And it, I, I didn't understand that. Was was she really adversarial with Cromwell? Yeah, towards it got, the end. Mm-hmm. And why? Like I was just watching that, and I was just thinking, yeah. Anne, like you don't like you do not need enemies right now. Yeah. Like what Especially are you doing? Cromwell. Well, like, what, she what didn't. Was she was she like, didn't like. Was she just losing her mind. Like but, no, she didn't like what he was doing. No, I know, but I mean, is she that stupid? I mean, like. <laughs> It she, seems like the writing's on the wall, and she doesn't need more people. Like, yeah, I mean, she knows all these people, all uh-huh. these people at the top. They're all out for blood. You yes, know? 
And it just seems like she's smarter than that. Well, but she still thinks she has Henry wrapped around. She still thinks, well, I'm the queen. And she still thinks Henry loves me. And he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. But for she's been seven years, eight years of this, more than that, yeah. since it, nine years at this point of this, of just having him wrapped around her little finger. It's nuts. Like the yeah. king. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. Well, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very, very wise. No, it doesn't. And then who, or if this was a real, was it a real person? This Elizabeth, the one who was with Catherine till the end, like the, yeah. the blonde is... That's based on Thomas Wyatt's mistress. Okay. Elizabeth Darrell. Yeah. And she did not hang herself. Okay. She went back to court and served. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, but she she okay, but she she really stayed with Catherine till like she was very dedicated there's I think so, yeah. dedicated mm-hmm. to Catherine and she Yeah. Okay. Um and she yeah, did not kill herself. Oh. And then the letter was that a? Do we have that, or was it a real letter? The Cath, Catherine to Henry on yeah, her deathbed. Yeah, that was a real. So this, fi- so this letter there, it's claimed that she wrote this letter. Okay, but we don't have the letter anymore. Okay. So. So, but 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 we 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 think yes. people people say word on the street is that there was the letter exists. Oh yeah, well, some historians say that that it's that it doesn't exist. But um, it, there's debate, I guess, about whether or not it existed. But we do have, so we have um, that she wrote this letter to Henry, although Giles Tremlett, who's a biographer, said that the letter is almost certainly fictitious. But that letter is that we have a writing, we have that written down that that's what Catherine said to Henry. Whether it's true or not, it's apocryphal. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. That would have been tough for Henry, I imagine. Well, you know, but I think by that point, everybody was just relieved. Yeah. He's just like, oh, God, that's one, he- one less and headache. And the, the first thing that he said when she died was his first response was, we're free from the threat of war. He, that was like what he said was, God be mm-hmm. praised, we're free from the threat of war from the emperor. Yeah. And so for him, he was he now had options to negotiate with the emperor he now had, you know, a, a, lot. a lot of options mm-hmm. opened up to him with her death. Yeah. So from a foreign policy perspective, he was pretty happy about that. Okay. And they did wear yellow in court. In court, um, The reports are that both of them, that Henry wore yellow and had a feather in his hat. And it. there's different stories about whether or not Anne wore yellow, but... Um, and yellow was this, you know, color of celebration that we see at the end where they're all wearing yellow and he's showing princess Elizabeth around and, and he did that too and took her and said, you know, she's my princess and blah, blah, blah. And so every, it was all about kind of showing off that there's this new, that it, Mm -hmm. the old is done and we're passing the guard. Yes. Okay. Those are my questions. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's funny. I love Catherine of Aragon. You've written. <laughs> you love her. I do. But do you love her or do you love this? I love the character on the TV show. I don't okay. know. I mean, okay. I, it, it's not as if I've started behind your back. I've been reading, um, <laughs> you know, bi- biographies of Catherine of Aragon. Or, yeah. Or like, you know, 
dabbling into extra history lessons on my own. No, I just wonder. I mean, it's just such a it's just such a, a one sided character that they show her here. Yeah. And well, I like I like, like the what the 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 sad stick stick to her 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 heart victim Catherine that they portray on the on the show. Fair enough. So, thank you so much for listening to our show. We really appreciate it. If you like this show, remember to leave a review on iTunes. It's a big help. That'd help us out. And you can learn more about us at watchingthetutors.com. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon. soon. Take care. Bye-bye. budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.